Welcome to Comic Talkers, where comics are always the top of our discussion. My name is William. And I'm Brandon. And today we're going to be tackling another anime video. Uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking about our top five favorite anime characters of all time. And we have a new special guest that we are introducing to the show. Uh, she is on TikTok and she has a pretty good following on there. So uh, I'd like to introduce you all to our new friend, Courtney. Yes. Hi. Hi, Courtney. How are you today? I'm good. Okay. So tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your TikTok and whatnot. Yes. So um, I think I started my TikTok about a year ago now. I have 17.5 thousand followers um, and it's it's just under Neji Huga's wife. And so I mostly just put on a bunch of like funny videos about anime or cosplay, things like that. Um, and I just really like to interact with people and talk about anime. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So we're going to get started with our top five lists. So as always, we let our guests start first. So Courtney, why don't you tell us what your uh, number five is for your list? Yes. Um, so also like for my list, I my theme is I like characters that have flaws. I like side characters. I'm not going to have a lot of main characters. I think I have maybe one main character on my list, but I really like side characters and like characters that you can see a flaw in. Uh, they're not perfect. Um, mm. There's something wrong with them, but I think it makes their character more real and somebody that I can relate to. So my top or my number five character is from Attack on Titans mm. <laughs> and it's a female um, and she's related to another character. So that's the hint. Take it as you're either talking about Mikasa or females. I was thinking. Come on, Brandon, you got to get this one. I don't want. I'm the thinking show. Mikasa. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It is Mikasa. Mikasa. <laughs> yes. I think it's Mikasa. <laughs> it was like, I just wanted to see doesn't... who else you were gonna say. I was like, who else is related? Yeah, that's to what somebody? I was thinking. I was like, Annie doesn't have a relative. The only person I was thinking was maybe Sasha because of the, you know, she has brothers and sisters. So I was thinking, yes. I was like, no, it has to be Mikasa. That's the only one I was thinking. So tell us a little bit about Mikasa, fans who don't know her. Oh, yes. Um, so when I was thinking of like my top five favorite characters, I knew that I had to incorporate like really strong female characters. And Mikasa was like the very first female that I thought of. Um, she's just an incredibly strong character very loyal um she's very uh, protective of the people she loves so she's very protective of Aaron and Armin and all her friends and I think that she definitely caught my eye from like the very beginning of the show because she was just this such this tough character that you don't really see in a lot of females in anime um, and just how much she loved Aaron and wanted to protect him and keep him safe. And so I always really um, admired that uh, from her. And then I guess like kind of as the story goes on, you get to see this other side of her, this innocence to her um, that she kind of keeps throughout the entire anime. And like up until now, it's like this innocence that where she's able to cry, where she's able 
to see things with um, like different eyes than everybody else. And she probably has to do some of the hardest things in this anime more than the others. And so I just love her strength, but I love her ability to also um, like cry and be able to, you see her emotions and she's easy to read. So I really like that about her character. I gotta say, like when you were first describing your list, and then you told us that Mikasa was number five. I was a little thrown off because I thought like she was one of the cooler characters and she had a lot of stuff put together and she was very skilled and talented. But then hearing your description of her, that tells me a bit more that, yeah, I guess she does have a lot more development towards that area. So interesting pick. Yes. That's a really good pick. I, what was it? Not, she's not, it was sad because I, it's like, I know we were talking about this before we started recording. Mikasa was always a character I enjoyed when she first started. And then I just grew to not really care for her as much. Not that I hated her. It just was not one of the characters I could get behind. It was just, eh, you're missing something. Like, just get to that point and then maybe I'll like you again. But <laughs> right so, no, that's a great pick. What was it? And especially I see where, like you said, with like the floss, because she has a, a flaw. She has quite a few of them that, you know, now you're kind of seeing that side of her more than it's just like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, no, that's an awesome pick. So, um, so Brandon, what was, let's move on to you. What was your number five? Okay. So before we go into my number five, we wanted to let you guys know we are giving hints. So it's kind of going back to our teams, everything like that. So if you guys are interested, this is, we're going to give hints to somebody so that everybody can guess. Um, what was it? Everything like that. So, and also too, my theme I focused around was somebody I could relate to. They might not be my favorite characters, but there's somebody I can relate to a lot. And either I have a personal story with them or I just love their traits. I look more at personality more than I look at, you know, if they're part of my French, a badass or anything like that. It's just language. Yeah, I know. So my first one, I'm actually going to go to the world of One Piece. Hmm. So this character was once against pirates and is actually Luffy's first mate. Green hair. (laughs) <laughs> and it's the only, one of the only guys to know the three sword technique. Yep. You just gave it all away. <laughs> yeah, it, it's Zoro. I love Zoro from when I first started watching it. It is a character I can get behind. And that's why I said a lot of people would think I'd just choose this character because he's a badass. That's not the reason why. There's characteristics about him that I really love. Um, first off, he's a loyal. He's a loyal individual, especially to Luffy. Um, even then, too, like I said, one of the best examples of this is during the Thrill of Bark Art, he sacrificed himself. He put himself up against, what was it, um, Kuma, to defend Lofi and his crew. This is just showing you how loyal this guy is. On top of that, he has a really hard time when people break the loyalty or the trust, that he has a hard time accepting them back in. Um, another thing is people don't realize he is a kind-hearted person. Um, one of the first episodes that he's in, I believe it is the first or second episode, he's put up for execution for saving a little girl by the name of Rika. And the fact that even when they stomped on the food that he brought her and everything, went to go kill him and then sat there and went, hey, thank you for the food, you know, and he eats it right in front of her. 
Like it's just so such a kind character. Um, he's also a selfless character. Along with that, one of my favorite parts of him is that's especially me. He lets fate take the wheel. He he just runs into situations and just lets <laughs> fate take the wheel at a point. And in some ways, I agree. I'm kind of like that as well. Where it's just like, yeah, if fate's gonna have me, you know, do this, I'm I'm gonna do it, you know. So I'll just run into action and not realize it. Um, Zoro was just somebody that intrigued me from the beginning. And it was uh, like, you would think Luffy or stuff, people, I couldn't, like, I'm not against Luffy, but it's not one of those characters I go, I can relate to you. Zoro yeah, is something I relate to. Something about Zoro that has always interested me was that he always had his, like, priorities set, and he would never falter on them. Mm-hmm. And another thing is, I always found it hilarious when because you said he was always, he would always be willing to run into the action and yeah, he'd be running, but he'd be running the wrong way. And he just so happened <laughs> to find action. That always made me laugh. What was it? What was he it? just was like so directionally inept. I love the episode where they, you know, they have Nami on their crew and they're on the island facing, I can't remember their name, but it was the butler of a rich woman. And then this is where they had, I can't remember the guy with the slingshot's name. They're on this island. And Nami knows exactly where they're going. And Luffy and Zoro are just like, where are we going? And then Zoro gets left behind by Nami. So he's like, you're lucky I'm not kicking your butt. And then Luffy just goes off and says, and you didn't even tell us which way was north. (laughs) (laughs) So It's just a hilarious scene. I love it so much. Um, But yeah, my number five is Zoro. Um, So Willie, let's go to your number five. Definitely a good pick. So for my list, I decided to go with just my personal favorite. These were the characters that always stood out for being well-written and a very strong moral compass. And they always just like, I found a connection to them. Like, these are the kind of people that I kind of want to base my life around because they always had their goals. They had their priorities and they set in motion what they wanted to accomplish and so my number five uh, comes from the world of naruto um starting off he was a very like standoffish guy he just wanted to do his thing and even when some like other people would try to come to him to have him lead them uh, he would just like pass it off to somebody else because it wasn't something that he wanted to do with his life. He wanted to focus on his priorities. And on top of that, he was an incredibly skilled fighter that even when he acted like uh, he could like get through a fight, he would never show it. Like if he, if he was in a situation where he like knew he was going to lose he would like face it with all of his might and hope for the best put every effort into it and if you haven't figured it out yet uh, i'll give you one last hint uh he was known as one of the sages i'm gonna guess Dariah. you would be correct <laughs> it is Dariah. <laughs> Brandon, you probably know why I like Jiraiya. <laughs> Pretty much. 
<laughs> yeah. So I had another friend growing up. His name was James, and we always watched an like anime, and we always watched Naruto. And Jiraiya was one of our favorite characters from it, just because he was not only was he hilarious and a big perv, but he definitely had his moral compass in line. Like he knew what he wanted to accomplish in life, and even when like he was faced with adversities, he always like strive to overcome them and be the best at what he could be so his trials to become a sage he like definitely dominated in that becoming one of the great sages writing his books he never faltered for information yeah he he's just a really amazing character and one that i always admired for like his actions he was always a well put together character yeah yeah I think whenever I first met Jiraiya I honestly did not like him and I was like because I heard everybody talk about him and I just didn't understand what the big deal about him was and then just as the story goes on and how he just takes Naruto under his wing and is like a father to him and you just get to know him more I like fell in love with Jiraiya he is yes he is such an amazing character so that is a very good pick yeah great pick well I I had a feeling he was gonna make your list but I didn't know where on your list so. <laughs> yeah I put him at five just because he's not as influential and amazing as the rest of my characters but he definitely deserved a spot just for how much he's impacted my life so all right so that was my number five uh let's move on to our number four picks Courtney what was your number four okay so mine also comes from Naruto as well and this character is a little controversial because a lot of people don't like this character they might be one of one of the most like hated on characters and they're very important to the plot um it's uh, Sasuke or Naruto oh no, no. Sakura Yep, it is Sakura. <laughs> it's one of the it top three. <laughs> yes, but I feel like she's so hated on, like, out of most characters in anime. And I just I hate that because I understand that in Naruto, yes, she was very, like, self-absorbed. Like, she only cared about Sasuke and was, like, really rude to Naruto at first. Um, but then from that to Naruto Shippuden and just her complete change in personality and strength because you know Naruto had the nine tails and Sasuke had his sharding gun and so she was like she didn't have anything but the fact that she still trained under Asanin and that she still got to the level and power that she got to is really amazing and we just kind of like glide over that because yeah her ability isn't as flashy or anything like that but she still is very crucial to the storyline. And then everything that happens with Naruto, she really is the only one that's like stuck by his side. Like she was with him through everything, like more so than anybody else. And they could share like the pain of losing Sasuke and all of that together. And so I think more so than anybody, she really does become Naruto's best friend and the person that he can truly rely on. And then she is just such a badass. Oh, my bad. She is the language. No. <laughs> <laughs> She's just awesome and so strong. And so that's why she made my list as well. I can tell you why 
Sakura is kind of hated on. It's because that as far as the top three goes with Sasuke, Naruto, and Sakura, in the first version of the show, she was pretty much useless. Like she was always in the way and she never really accomplished anything. And that's why she was such hated on. Then when Shippuden came around, she went through all that training and became so overpowered. And then people started to like her more because she actually had something going for her. But then like not even halfway through the show, she became useless again because she didn't really, she kind of reached her limit. It wasn't until much later on in the Shippuden series that uh, she finally found something more that she could develop and uh, took on the abilities of the uh, Sage Slug. And then after that, she kind of reached her like overall all limit. She never did anything after that. So I think that's why people don't necessarily like her. Yeah. Is because once she reached her limit, she kind of just stops. Yeah, and I also think that just her riding, like, it could have been so much better, too, but I think I just overall like her personality, which is what kind of adds to it for me, is I just like her. Yeah, so. she definitely but. turned out to be the emotional glue of the three. Oh, yes. I, yes. I feel that personally, because in the first season, it was probably Naruto who was the emotional glue, but either that or Kakashi, but after that... um she starts to become the person that the other two can always depend upon not to fight and be by their side, but to talk to. Oh yeah. So like once everything is all said and done, she's definitely the person that was definitely there, especially for Naruto. Even when he didn't want her at the end. Yes. So yeah, she's not, I don't think she's a terrible character. I just think that, She's not, personally, I don't think she was as important as the other two. But, I mean, she did get her uh, points in where it counted. Mm-hmm. Great pick. All right. Yeah, good pick. Definitely a good pick. All right, so, Brandon, what was your number four? Okay, so my number four comes from an anime that we have said multiple times isn't our favorite. I know Courtney has said it is her favorite, uh, or one of her favorites, Demon Slayer. Now, this character is known to, I know I'm going to give it away by saying this, is known to have a black, a black katana, if I'm not mistaken. You said it all. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and has a sister, I'll give the rest of the clues, has a sister named Nezuko. Um, what was it? That's about all the clues I can come up with without giving it away. So, <laughs> so. yeah, Tanjiro. Yeah. yeah. Tanjiro Komodo is one of my favorite characters. Probably one of the only characters other than Nezuko I can stand in the show. Um, and there's reasons I like him. He's a very protective individual. He let one mistake happen and now he's shaped that whole idea and said, I'm not having this happen again. That's why. It, essentially why he became a demon slayer in the first place. Um, he's a very strong-willed, determined character. Um, he has to make, he is decisive in this decision-making, sometimes even if it means it to be dangerous or putting him in dangerous ways, he will do it. Um, somewhat of a shy, romantic guy, um, especially the Kano, which I did finally find her name. Um, 
that character, <laughs> I swear, is one of my favorites. Um, he shows compassions even to his enemies. The fact that even he hates that he has to kill demons and he's very compassionate to them too. Um, what was it? He doesn't back down from any challenge. He sits there, he'll take it right in front of him. Um, I love the fact, one of the things I love about him is he'll say what's on his mind. He doesn't allow Tim to, especially I love how he scolds the other two demon slayers that run around with him, especially. Um, and again, he's a selfless character. He is very selfless. He cares about everyone around him and especially Nezuko the most. I almost put Nezuko more than Tanjiro. And just because she is one of those characters, like one of my honorable mentions I'll mention, it's she's one of those characters that bring that little comedy to it as well but along with she knows how to take things seriously so mm -hmm. it's one of, like one of my favorite scenes with her especially is when they're kicking the ball back and forth and she breaks her leg and then she comes back like, <laughs> like swinging um but Tondra is just a character I fell in love with from the beginning somebody I feel like I shared a story with him and I could understand his character this is the only main character I have on my list and the reason is just because I just knew it, it's a main character you could get behind He's a character that you would understand him. You, everybody has went through something that he's went through and you can just really get behind him. Plus, like I said, I think why I love him is that he even shows compassion towards the enemies. Like one of my favorite scenes is when he is going through the Demon Slayer training and one of the demons is the one that's killed all his master's apprentices at points. And he even shows compassion to him. And it's such a sad scene, but it's like, okay, now I got to move on and do my job you know so yeah. i just love his character um one of my other favorite scenes with him is when oh gosh the main i can't remember the name of these characters or like their ranking but they're like the top of the top or the of the primal quell whatever you want to call it um and they were going to kill nezuko and just show you how passionate he was to keep her alive and to prove them wrong Mm -hmm. And that was one of my favorite scenes with her, too, because she just gives him, like, the angriest look, like, what are you going to do? Like, you know, I just proved you wrong, jerk. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those scenes I love with Tondro, too. And just really is a character you can get behind a lot. Um, yeah, Tondro Komodo is my number four. Yeah, Tondro and Nezuko are definitely some of the most... that they have to each other to defy defy the entire world that they live in it definitely shows how strong their bond is and you you haven't seen that in a lot of animes recently to the point where they're supposed to be natural enemies and yet because they're brother and sister they will still defend each other to the bitter end Again, that's another great scene is when you first see her turn into a demon and she was going to eat Tantro at one point, but how he protected her from the demon slayer that was about to kill her, to kill her, she protected him too. Yeah. And it just shows you the compassion and the loyalty they have towards each other. So yeah, Tantro is a great, I love Tantro. I never thought I was going to like this anime when I first started. I was like, oh, this is going to be garbage. I don't want to. And then I enjoyed it because of him alone. So, so yeah. So, Willie, let's go to your yeah. number four. All right. So, my number four is another one from Naruto. Um, this character, 
is probably one of the best fighters in the show, despite the fact that he deals with a handicap that the other uh, characters don't. Um, he is known for being kind of like an oddball among the rest, but anytime he's encountered opponent, an opponent that he feels is worthy to fight, he gives it his all and he never backs down. And he will use every amount of his strength to fight them. And he likes to wear green. Rockley. Yeah. I'm giving you guys the most obscure uh, hints. And then at the very end, I'm just giving it away. <laughs> I had it. And Rockley. Why did I have a feeling you were going to put this on your list? <laughs> like, I don't know why. But... Now, the thing is with Rock Lee, as opposed to Neji, who is kind of the same, where they're like specialists in hand-to-hand -hand combat, I think Rock Lee is just a lot better just because of the fact that he does have his handicap. He doesn't know any ninjutsu or genjutsu. He only knows the taijutsu. <coughs> Pardon me. And like despite that he trains every single day always putting his body um through the works and is always trying to perfect his craft and he shows every ounce of determination and willpower in his fights and what's funny is that you never know what his true limits are because you find out that he's always holding back something whether it's the weights that he has on him to slow him down or uh, like trying to stay away from alcohol so he doesn't get drunk and use <laughs> drunken fist. <laughs> but yeah, he shows a lot of strength and willpower in every scene, uh, pardon me, in every scene that he's in. So I just like can't help but not love him for how much determination that he has. Yeah, I think too that um, I feel like you can always see yourself in him because he is somebody that has these limitations but keeps working and he just kind of inspires you to want to work harder. Like I swear whenever I watch him, I'm like, okay, well, I want to try harder in this and I want to try harder in this because, you know, he, he never gives up and it's just, it's really refreshing to see that. Yeah, the, the, what's funny is like like two very big things about him is one, the amount of strength that he shows and like all the training he goes through. He's very motivating to want to improve yourself, not only in an emotional aspect, but in a physical aspect. Because I remember like when I first saw Naruto, like all those years ago, and I saw him take off the weights and drop them and I was like oh I want to be like that <laughs> I was literally going to school wearing ankle weights yep I remember so that. I can like train my legs <laughs> and be faster but another thing was that when it comes to his backstory and learning more about him you realize that he does have a lot of similarities to Naruto how he was like the social outcast he never had any friends but he had a goal that he wanted to accomplish to become not just the greatest ninja that doesn't know uh, 
uh, ninjutsu or genjutsu, but the greatest ninja, the greatest fighter of all time. And it's just that determination that he has always wanting to strive to be the best is what really can motivate someone to give it their all and be all that they can. So, so yeah, that's why I picked him as my number four. Gotcha. All right. All right. So let's go ahead and move on to our number three picks. Uh, Courtney, what is number three? Okay, so this character comes from my all-time favorite anime and the very first anime I ever watched, which is Hunter Hunter. Um, I had to put a character from Hunter Hunter because I love it so much. But this character is is kind of okay. Wait, I'm trying to like think of good hints about this, but um, that doesn't just automatically give it away. His abilities include lightning. I think that pretty much gives it away. But um, he's also <laughs> kind of like a character that has a lot of growth. Um, he starts out very cocky, very um, just full of himself, thinking that he's better or stronger than everybody. And then he kind of, as time goes on, he grows and he learns compassion and loyalty and um, friendship, which he never had in his life. And he also kind of learns what it is to be a kid, which he also never had. And he comes from a family of assassins. I know exactly who you're talking about, but I can't think of his name. You're good. I, it's I, cool. Yeah. I hate that I can never think of his name because he's one of the, like the main ones. Yes. And I think too, which I talk to a lot of people who watch Hunter Hunter and they always say the same thing that they end up liking Kilua more than the main character Gone, which I think is just very telling of how his character is just so well written um, that he can take the spotlight from the main character. And as I like talked about his growth, like you really do see this growth in him um, that like is a complete 180 of the original character you see on the screen. And just his strength is like the level of his strength is just so good. And I think the one thing I like about Hunter Hunter is they're both kids. And so you get this like very childlike uh, adventure story but also they're learning and you kind of like see them grow in strength um and so I just I adore that anime and I adore Kilawa yeah it's definitely a good show uh I de I feel like I need to sit back down and continue watching it because I think I got to the third season and then I just got distracted from other stuff and never continued it but it definitely has a lot of very good characters. I would say my favorite from that one is, um, I, I forget his name too. It's been a while, but it's it's the older guy that wears the glasses, wants to become a doctor. Yuryu? Yeah. Yuryu, yeah, that's Yuryu. his name. But I really like that character because obviously he acts like he's just in it for the money. But deep down, the more you learn about him, you know that he actually has a good reason for doing what he's doing. He has a strong moral compass on that. And like, it definitely has a lot of interesting characters. Oh, yes. That anime is definitely not for some people. I just, I feel like a lot of people are very skeptical about it, but the characters are amazing. And I love the storylines. Each arc is something so different from the last one. Um, and so I just really like just that whole anime and I would recommend. 
great pick. <laughs> great pick. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to Brandon. What did you choose for your number three? All right. So this is the first character on my list from Attack on Titan. Yes, I'll have two characters on my list. Um, this is the ever-loving, blonde hair, blue-eyed, smart kid that Captain Levi decided to save. Um, he is the second wielder in the show that we see wield the Colossal Titan um, and is Aaron, one of Aaron's best friends. Um, of course, if you guys haven't figured it out, I know Courtney's already shaking her head. You know, <laughs> um it's arm and arlet um arlet that is by far one of the characters i love in this show and it's funny because like i said too i never liked armin when i first started i was just one of those like duh this guy is gonna die in the battlefield really quick like he was just one of those kids like yeah no you're not gonna make it buddy <laughs> and but there's so much you learn about him more the more the seasons and more the manga goes too, you learn so much more about him. And it's such a character you could get behind too. Fact that one of my favorite traits of him, he's very optimistic. He is the first guy to think not even the worst thing about something. Um, one of my favorite things is this new part that just came out for season four. He's not even given up on Aaron, even though Aaron looks like he's turned. And he's just like, why would he be doing this? You know, there has to be a reason why, you know, we're not seeing it. Um, again, he's a very loyal character. His character is loyal to not just only his comrades, he's loyal to Aaron, he's loyal to Mikasa. He will take care of them no matter what. He is a brave individual, even though he is probably one of the most nervous individuals ever. Um, fact that he even put his life on the line to distract Berthal or Berthal Hoover or Colossal Titan um, to give Aaron time to take him out and pretty much almost lost his life because of it. If it wasn't for Levi, sorry for spoilers for something that came out a few years ago, but it's something that's an interesting turn. The fact that I think people look up to him like, oh, you're supposed to be this new leader. And he doesn't even want to be that. Mm -hmm. And I think he's even questioned why did they save me over Irwin? It's just one of those things that it's such an interesting concept and that it is something like, why did they make that decision? Why couldn't they save this guy? And I think Armin would be the first person to give up his life for him. That is just how great of a character Armin has been adapted. And what was it? The fact, one of my favorite scenes with him too is when Erwin puts him in charge, when they're trying to find um, Reiner and Berthold. And he's sitting there and he goes, look again. And he's like, wait a minute, he might be in the walls. And then they just go start tapping the walls and all of a sudden here comes Reiner out. Um, and it's just an interesting thing because it's like, yeah, look, if it wasn't for Armin, you guys wouldn't have been able to find him. Yeah. And at this point, you know, it's such an interesting scene with them. And the fact that Armin, to me, would be another leader I'd get behind. But I, the fact that, too, why I say he's nervous is every time he's in battle, Especially when he's with John, John's sitting there like, make the decision. We need it. He's like, no, you lead. I'm just the guy that's the smarts. You're the leader. Everybody's going to respect you more. And he does. But that's why they're such a good duo, too, because they feed off each other. So I love Armin. Um, Armin's a great character. And like I said, the optimistic side, too, is he always wants to go to the sea. That's all he wants in life. He wants to explore outside the walls. He's very adventurous, but he's nervous at the same time. So 
my favorite scene is when they finally reach the ocean with him. And it's mm-hmm. such a very beautiful scene with him and how they're just playing in the water like nothing. Like they're just little kids, like, hey, we get to play and splash in the water, you know, and Armin's saying there, look, there's a seashell, you know, and they're like, we don't know if that's poisonous or not, <laughs> you know. So they're all discovering things. And that's why I love Armin so much. So Armin is one of my favorite characters. So he's my number three. Yeah, it's honestly surprising for me to uh, hear you say that he's on your list just because I remember how you were when you first started watching Attack on Titan. And it's like the second that you saw Armin and like got to see more of his character, you're like, he is such a crybaby. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly how I looked at him. But like, I think the one thing I hated him the most was when Aaron sacrificed his life for him. Yeah. before we knew Aaron had powers but it's it just like ah, you know he's saying it all <laughs> it's like dude get the crap out of there like what are you saying they're waiting for somebody to come and eat you again it's just like okay, yeah. you escaped once that Titan can still eat people like why are you just standing there <laughs> like, I've been moving like, get the crap out of there take out more Titans like yeah. holy crap but again i think i didn't like him the first season until the end when he finds out annie is the female titan and it's just an interesting concept and the way he was discovering it i think that's why i liked him so much because he was he doesn't have to rely on his wits to beat somebody he relies on his brain a little bit more and he's able to discover things more than others can so because if it wasn't for him they wouldn't have caught Annie. If they, it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have been able to defeat the Kenny squad in some ways without him and Levi. It is such yeah. an interesting, con- it, again, bringing up the Colossal type. If it wasn't for him, they would have never gotten the Colossal type. That's how you have to look at Armin. Yeah. So lucky for them, they made a second and third season that made me like him more. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Willie, let's go to your number three. Okay. So... For, num- for my number three, uh, I chose a character from uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, <clears throat> this character, I really got behind right off the back because he went through a lot of adversity right from the start, but he never let that slow him down. He always took that pain and channeled it into uh, becoming one of the best mists that he could be uh, to the point where he was discovering new techniques to accomplish something. And uh, discovering different things that ultimately kind of drove him away from uh, drove him away from pursuing the philosopher's stone yet no matter what he was very determined to still get it because he had a mission and a goal to obtain it for a specific purpose any idea who I'm talking about yet no I'm out. <laughs> How about you, Courtney? Uh, I th- I'm pretty sure I know who it is. It's the main. It's Edward, right? It's the main. Yeah, character? it's it's okay. the main character. 
Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty character. sure. You chose a main character. Holy crap. I chose a main character. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also another reason why I chose him as a main character, but I'll get to that. Um, but as far as him going in the show, his connection that he has with his brother, how he's willing to go to the ends of the earth and bring him back to life is so emotional and so uh admirable because they've been through so much together and he's like put himself through so much trying to discover the secrets to making the philosopher's stone and then even though he later on when he finally discovers how to make one and uh and realizes like what the losses are entailing for those of you who don't know to make a philosopher's stone it was a thousand souls so you have to sacrifice a thousand souls to just make one stone but he decides that despite knowing that information he will still make the philosopher's stone just not the way that people say that you have to like any way that he can avoid sacrificing thousands of innocent people he'll do it his own way he will find his own way because he's such a kind-hearted person he like throughout the entire show he doesn't kill anybody until he necessarily like he definitely has to but he will do everything he can to help people and show that he is the greatest alchemist. And it's why he gets the name Full Metal Alchemist is because he's, uh, it's like his willpower and strength shows that he's as strong as iron. So I really, I really love like his character and how he goes about the world trying to not even better himself, better the world with his abilities and having his brother along there for emotional support and strength and everything. It's really admirable. The other reason, the other reason why I like the character is because he's voiced my voiced by Vic Mignogna, who is my favorite voice actor of all time. Nothing compares. Yes. Full Metal Alchemist uh, is in my top five favorite anime. And just that, yes, he is such an amazing character. Um, Definitely one of my favorite uh, main characters ever. Yeah. He definitely has a lot to him. Mm -hmm. Not much more to say on that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I guess we'll go ahead and move on to our number two on our list so Courtney what was your number two pick okay so this comes from an anime that's definitely has not been like the other ones that I've chosen it's a comedy um and so it's very different but this character really stands out because just the concept of this anime and it's Psyche K the concept of this anime is just already so funny because it's about this character who literally has powers um 
like that are measurable to a God's power, right? And yet instead of like doing anything with them or like trying to change the world or, you know, take over the world, he, he just wants to live a normal life. Like he doesn't want anybody to focus on him. He doesn't want to be helpful or anything. He just wants to live his life and go to school and have nobody talk to him. And so it's just so funny. Um, but the character I chose is the main character. And um, if you don't already know, it's Psyche K. Yeah. Uh, and his character is just so funny. Um, I think it's also funny too, because he tries so hard to be like standoffish. Like he doesn't like anybody. He wants to be a loner. And yet he uses his abilities to help everybody, like all of his friends. And so you just see him like use his abilities to protect his friends, to do like even like the tiniest acts of kindness for his friends. And then you start to realize that he's really just this big softy. And um, and so, yeah, and then just his character is so funny and the concept is funny. And so he used to be my number one favorite character. Um, but obviously the one that I put as number one, I recently started watching that one. Uh, but yes, I love his character and I binge watched that show, literally couldn't put it down. It is such a good anime. Yeah, I know the anime you're talking about. I have not sat down and watched that one yet. Um, it's definitely a very good one. Like the only reason I haven't sat down to watch it is because for the longest time, I could only find the second season. Mm. And I couldn't find the first season anywhere. Now, recently I did find it. So it's on my list, but I just haven't gotten around to it yet. But it's like, I've seen pictures and I've seen like screenshots from and videos from that show. It's definitely a very funny show. And it's like, like you said, he's just using his abilities for pretty much mundane things. <laughs> and he's just helping out everyone. So he's very hilarious on his approach to life. Yes. It is such just an enjoyable anime that you can just sit down, relax, watch. I was cracking up laughing. I don't think there's an anime that has made me laugh that hard ever. So it definitely is just, it's just so good. So well-written. Yeah, definitely a good pick. I need to sit down and watch it. Yes. Right. All right. <laughs> Courtney wants me to, I, I, I swear, you just gave a good description. I would even go sit down and watch it now. So you, <laughs> you have to. <laughs> I would say if you like that one, I would, I would watch, um, mob pass okay yeah it's somewhat similar but kind of a flip side where the main character instead of wanting to be like just left alone and have a mundane life uh the main character he is a loner and he has like terrible social skills okay. but he wants to be popular and using his psychic abilities he's hoping he can do that and learn more about his psychic abilities so he goes to a guy to learn how to be a better psychic and how to communicate with people and make more friends. But the guy that is in like mentoring him has no psychic abilities. <laughs> and it's just, it's just one big gimmick and no one believe like he doesn't even believe that psychic abilities really exist. So he is hilarious. Okay. I um, have I to would, watch that one. <laughs> I would definitely recommend that. And it has a huge variety of like hilarious and interesting characters that I think you guys would 
at least find one that you really enjoy watching. Okay. That sounds awesome. I definitely have to watch that one. All right. So Brandon, what was your number two pick? So for my number two pick, I actually got two characters from the same show. Um, I It's a tie for second. To me, I can't, one's inspired by a, the other that I have on this position. So that's why I put both of them. Um, so to give you guys some hints, they're both introduced to my, they're both from My Hero Academia. These characters were both introduced in the Shai Higasai arc as two members of the big three. We find out one's inspired to become a hero because of the other. Um, one of them, his goal is to save at least a million people. The other one has can take the characteristics of a certain anything he eats and use it as his powers. The quirks are oh, I can't remember his quirk. That's sad. I know one of them, it's um, manifest, and that's one of the characters. The other one is permeation. There we go. I am talking about Sun Eater, which I got his mm -hmm. new Funko Pop. I almost said they came out with <laughs> new Funko Pops recently. And the Million. That is two of my favorite characters. I will say that any day, even over Deku and a couple others. Lemillion, he came across cocky, and I never liked that about him. He's like, oh, I can take you all on. And he does take them all on and beats them all. But that's not his main thing. It's to make him realize, too, it's like Sun Eater says, you shouldn't even be jealous of his power. You should be jealous of his drive, his, you know, his determination. He strengthens his other parts. So, like, even when his Lemillion's quirk is taken away, what happens? He's still able to fight. He's still got his strength. He's still got everything else. It's such an interesting character. Again, Lemillion is a very optimistic person, always looks at the bright side of things. Um, like I said, my favorite arc is the Shia Gassai fight arc with the with Eerie. And I love Eerie and him together because it's just not together. She's a kid. He's a high schooler. That's <laughs> not what I meant. It, it's more <laughs> like a father-daughter relationship kind of thing where, you know, one of my favorite scenes, and it made me cry so hard is when they're at the concert and she smiles for the very first time. It is one of the saddest scenes. I, I was literally in tears. I have never had an anime bring me to tears other than this one. And it's such an interesting one. Um, again, Lemillion is a very hard worker. He doesn't give up. He's the first person to do that. He's very brave. Um, he's even, I guess going back to Eerie, he's tormented, tormented by his decisions. But sometimes the best decisions he would think is the best decision may not be the right decision and now realizing what was going on he regrets that and wish he would have just taken her at that point and two i always love his mentor i love night eye he's probably one of my favorite mentors other than fat gum but he's just that was a good pick for him and that's why i said even when sorry for spoilers again my eye dies what happens he's the first one at his bed crying telling him to stay still stay alive everything and then what happens when he dies he's back in his room acting like a retard like hey you know he's all hanging upside down everything and even Deku's looking at him like what are you doing <laughs> like but it's one of my favorite things too is that he's okay without a quirk now that is the most interesting thing about him and the fact that even with Deku I believe that he hasn't done it in the anime yet but in the manga he offers one for all to him and he still tells him no 
it's such an interesting thing about him and the fact that, you know what, what happened to me happened to me. I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. And he's such an interesting character. Now, transitioning, because you would think, why did I have such a bright character and then such a dark character at the end of it all? Sun Eater, I relate to him, and it's more from my past. And Willie, you can even talk from experience, because for anybody who doesn't know, me and Willie have known each other since we were little kids. And so I had a really hard time with confidence. That was my biggest problem as a kid. And Sun Eater is a great representation of that. Every time he cuts in front of the class, he just, you know, tries to imagine potatoes and then just turns his body around because he doesn't want to see them. You know, even when he's fighting, he uses his powers. And then one of my favorite things is when he captures one of the enemies with Batgum and Red Riot, sits there, goes, who do you think I'm not going to tell you anything? And he just turns around. He's just like facing the wall so he doesn't have to face them anymore. <laughs> it's such an interesting character. He doesn't take even praise very well. The fact that sometimes he takes it as more pressure to become a better hero. But why I say I think Sun Eaters is or inspired by Lamillion is the fact that when they were kids, he Lamillion was the first one to take him in. And the fact that even when Sun Eater still didn't have control over his powers, Lamillion screwed up just to be there for him and to be his best friend. That is such a great friendship. And two, I have something to say. Why in the heck in comics have they never come up with a character like stinking Sun Eater other than Beast Boy, but I don't count him because <laughs> he can turn into the animal. Not take characteristics from an animal and make it, because look, this guy can have octopus tentacles, <clears throat> oyster horns, wings, talons. You name it, he probably can do it. He even makes himself crystallize at points because he can eat a crystal. It's something that's like, like, why has comic book creators went, I'm not doing this. And it's just like, it's just one of those characters I'm like, you could do so much more with. Like, I'll tell you right now, he is probably one of my only favorite comedy characters because I love him in the fifth season when he goes, when they're training with him and he goes, what do you want, evil doer? And he just looks at, I want to go home. <laughs> you know, he, <laughs> and then when Bachigo comes into like, <laughs> scrape them apart he's just like oh god please don't <laughs> he's just like see i knew i should have just went home he's <laughs> all pissed off yeah that's one of the interesting things about my hero academia they've taken a lot more unique approaches when it comes to abilities that comics haven't addressed right and right. you can just look at some of the main like the main class members like a lot of those you've seen sure but uh, the guy that is able to create tape out of his hands and the guy who has jets on his feet, like you don't see a lot of characters that have such unique abilities. So that's one thing that I really like about My Hero Academia. It's so many new approaches to superpowers. And again, it, it, you know, I hear a lot of people say Deku should be the one that we all should look up to and be inspired. And it's never saying that I don't see myself in him or the fact that too, because I'll tell you right now, I do, because I'm a fanboy. That is like the biggest thing right there. When it comes to comic book characters, I'm like the biggest fanboy ever. But when it comes to him, I just can't get behind him. It's just a character that I just feel like you still have a little bit of growing up to do before I really can get behind you. Lamillion, to me, is a character you can get behind. And it's the fact that he has confidence in his abilities. He will do whatever he can to save a person. Deku is kind of like, 
he lets it eat it up too much when he can't do something. And I think the, the only scene I liked with Deku is when he fights Stain. That's mm-hmm. about the only scene I would say, okay, he stepped up. Other than that, it's like, I don't like you yet. Like, you got a little bit of growing up left. And two, they need to put him in gravity. I'm going to say it again. They need to finally make him a couple. I know in the manga, they finally made him confess feelings. But my scare is in there. They're just going to be like, oh, we just moved on. I'm going to be like, we're done. Like, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, Lamillion and Sun Eater tied for my first or for my second place. I feel like you can't have one without the other. So yeah, they're a good duo. That's fair, yeah. So, Willie, let's go to your number two. All right. So for my number two, uh, I chose a character from One Punch Man. And I mean, Brandon, you probably already know right off the bat who it's going to be. And there's, n- I, I can't really think of any good hints to give off to try to throw you guys off. He wants to fight people with one punch. Saitama. He wants to be the strongest guy. Saitama. Saitama. Saitickety time bomb Tama. (laughs) But I'm sure, Brandon, I'm sure you know, like, right off the bat, why I love this character so much. You are him, to be pretty much Frank. You are Saitama, pretty much. I pretty much am Saitama. I have... (laughs) And then you can't kill somebody with one punch, but you know, you (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I've had a connection with him ever since I saw him just because he had a goal in life that he wanted to accomplish where he, when he realized he wanted to be a hero, he wanted to be the strongest hero. So he would train every day to the point where he lost his hair and the only thing he knew how to do was fight. And after a while, he starts to lose that drive because once he realized he was the strongest, there was nothing else for him to do. There was no one for him to fight that it was a worthy opponent for him. Other than people who obstructed his Sunday sale. And yeah. then just go out and perch and kill people. But, like, one of the coolest things about him was that after all of that, he, he, like, he found, what's the word I'm looking for? He found, like, a calm, a calmness. Like, he found peace within himself. So, he wasn't striving to be the best anymore. He was just trying to help people and be a hero in his own way. And what's, what was really cool is that he would always have that drive and determination to fight people, even when he didn't show it. And the only time he really got really emotional was stuff that was just mundane. So like the simplest things would throw him out of loop and cause him to get super emotional. And that was something that I could relate with because I've always felt like I had this one goal as a child that growing up and that was to become a voice actor. And I still want to strive to become a voice actor, even though I haven't accomplished it yet. But everything else that I encounter in life that is like super critical in my life, 
I don't really let it bother me. I find harmony in it. I just say, well, I mean, this stuff happens. I just roll with the punches, keep going, and hopefully I can figure out how things work out. But it's like the mundane stuff where like I have trouble with my car or dog throws up in the kitchen or (laughs) the trash cans are full. And I'll just like get so emotional about this stuff. And it's like the most mundane things will like really affect me. And so that's why it's something that I've been able to connect with him for. And it doesn't help that he wears yellow. So it's my favorite color. I'm Genos to you then at that point. <laughs> you are my Genos. No, I'm not. I'm Genos. <laughs> I'm like, but over I think the top, I'm, always talking. Yeah. Have like <laughs> determined and drive to accomplish something, even though you know you can't. Yeah, that's you. Hey, hey but what to remember though, Genos made class S, which is the top class hero. You made class C. Yeah. That's you went to college. Levels. <laughs> yeah, you went to college, have a degree, you're super smart, and is able to accomplish all this stuff. <laughs> it just, I always find it funny. That was one of my favorite things in the shows when they do the superhero test. And he's like, you know, a hundred yard sprint, you know, and then all of a sudden you get all these like you would think like at an NFL combine when you sit there and you go, you know, vertical leap, all that. And then all of a sudden, whack-a-mole. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and then on my other favorite scenes, when you go through the whole workout routine for Saitama and you just go a hundred push-ups, a hundred sit-ups, a hundred squats and a 10 kilometer run. It's like, okay, simple. And then a 10 kilometer run. It's like, holy crap. Like I would not run that every inning goes, how did I realize I was gaining powers? I became bald, you know. <laughs> but no, the, I I figured he was gonna make your list. I didn't know if he was gonna make one or two. So I knew you love Saitama so much. Yeah. Like, so yeah. No, great pick. Yeah, there's one other character that I hold his values a bit higher. I think I can. But- think i know who your number one is now so we'll we'll get to that yeah uh for now let's go ahead and move on and talk about our honorable mentions so courtney what were some of the characters that just didn't quite make it for you yes so surprisingly which i think a lot of people especially the people that follow me on tiktok um or look at my tiktok name are going to be very surprised but neji huga was my honorable mention and I'll say this about Naruto um, a lot is that I feel like with some characters, they didn't go into a lot of detail or give them as much growth um, that I wish they would have. Like, I wish I could have seen more. And so Neji, I feel like just didn't get as much to his character that he could have had. Um, he's still an amazing character. And of course I adore Neji, but that's why he's an honorable mention. And then Armin also made my honorable mention because he's just (laughs) such an amazing character. (laughs) Um, And then Koro Sensei from Assassination Classroom. I love him so much. And so he had to be on my honorable mention. He's just such such a happy character. And just like it, I don't know, that show makes you happy, but sad. But yeah, so uh, yeah. Yeah, that character is very interesting just because even after watching the first season, I still couldn't try to really determine whether he was the good guy or the bad guy. <laughs> it's like you can you can never figure it out with him. 
of it. No, those are great picks. I was wondering somebody was going to put an assassination classroom character somewhere on their list, even in honorable <laughs> mentions. Um, I love assassination classroom, but I really couldn't relate to any characters. So unfortunately, none of them made my list. I was just, oh, I was like, but, oh, great picks. Um, so what were your honorable mentions, Brandon? So I have four. <laughs> one from Attack on Titan, one from My Hero, one from A Comic A Kill, one from Vinland Saga. Which one do you guys want to hear first? Surprise us. I'll go with my Attack on Titan character because she is my spirit animal. Um, I'm going with Sasha. Potatoes. I, uh, potato girl. I actually got a shirt coming in the mail that has her eating the potato information that says potato girl. <laughs> um, I love Sasha so much. She is, to me, one of the bright sides of the show. The fact that even though I don't, for fans who don't know, I'm not into that much comedy, but she's just that right amount of comedy in a dark show. Mm-hmm. It is just a character, like, I'd be the person I'd be like, oh, I stole meat from the pantry. Like, what are you going to do about it, you know, and then hide it, you know, um, or sit there and wall her over a potato. You know, it, it's just one of those characters you can really get behind. Um, anybody really loves her. She's the greatest sharpshooter, I would say, out of all of them, other than Levi. And um, great character. I'll go with my My Hero one next, Froppy. I do love Froppy. Froppy is a great character, which, by the way, I have her little Funko Pop mm-hmm. as well. Um, Froppy is just a great character, but I think she's one of the most underutilized characters. I wish they do more with her. I, she has a very unique power set, even though her quirk is a frog. But it's so unique how much power she has, and yet nobody really cares. It's just one of those. But she, to me, is the emotional pillar for everybody. On top of that, she is the glue of all those little, you know, all the heroes in training. Um, a comic get kill, I'm going to go with the comic. I'm going with the main, or you can argue she's really the main character or not. A comic, for me, it's just because I'm like an onion as well. You have to peel me back layer by layer at points, except Willie. Willie's known me that long. He's like, you just better tell me, like, what's going on. Yeah. But a comic is just a character that she tries to be strong even in the worst situations. And she has to be strong for others to see as well. Um, two, she's also like Sasha because she loves to eat. So she'd be the first one eats everything on the table. Doesn't care. Doesn't waste no food. Um, the last one is from Villain Saga, which is a newer one. Um, and it's the only villain to make my list. It's Oslad. Um, The fact that you can get behind his story is why I did it. And the fact that he still respects Thorfinn even though Thorfinn's wants to duel him all the time to get you know to pretty much have revenge on for his father but even then he still sees Thorfinn in himself and that he was like that at one point in his life and he still has respect for Thorfinn sad the way the first season ended but we won't see Ocelot again unfortunately so it's such a great show if you guys haven't watched it I recommend Vinland Saga it is such a great show and i'm coming from a historic point of view because it's vikings so of course i'm going to like it but it's so accurate some of the characters are actually real people in real life so it's such an interesting story from beginning to end um willie what about you what about your honorable so for my honorable mentions i have only two on the list because they were the only two that 
I wished I could have put on the list, but through technicalities, I felt like I couldn't. Uh, one of them is Ruby Rose from Ruby. And I really like her because she's very childlike and kind of like silly with her approach on things, but she also knows who she is, what she is doing, and she has a drive to become a huntress not even the greatest huntress just a huntress like that's the one thing that she's always wanted to do in her life and like it's what her family does so she just wants to do it and the second one on my list was Sokka from Avatar The Last Airbender and I put him on the list because he was the only one on the team that didn't have any bending abilities so he was kind of the outcast in that sense but he made up for it with his uh his cunning his like very like unique battle strategy mentality that he had when it came to fights and how he would always find a way out of a situation like despite everything and despite like his constant joking and like misfit attitude, he was very, very intelligent. Mm -hmm. So for both of these on my uh, honorable mentions, the only reason I didn't put them on my list was because of the fact that technically they're not animes. Like Ruby Rose was done by Rooster Teeth. And even though it was done by a Japanese creator, uh, it was released in the United States, so it couldn't be included. And Avatar The Last Airbender was a Cartoon Network show. Just happened to be done by, I can't remember if it was Japanese creators or Chinese creators, but it had like a very anime style to it. It's just, it was released in the States, so technically I felt like I couldn't include it. Well, then remember, they made an M. Night Shyamalan movie of it, too, and that just ruined Don't. <laughs> no. We don't speak of that. We don't speak of that. Hey, same guy brought us Unbreakable and Split, so you can't bash him too bad. Oh, I can. <laughs> he's not even that the, terrible. Even the, movie, even the movies I love that he's done, I can still bash. Guess what? I can see dead people. You know? <laughs> I can I can see dead theaters. Oh, <laughs> oh man. All right. <laughs> anyway, let's get to our number ones. So Courtney, what did you feel was your favorite anime character? Ah, I'm so excited. Okay. So this character comes from the One Piece universe. And, um, oh, just definitely my all-time favorite character. Um, this character is male, and he's a bit of a liar sometimes. Um, some people could say he's probably a coward, but I think that just adds to his character and just his, um, just why I love him so much. Um, it, can y'all guess who it is by just those two things? He's also the sniper of the group, if that helps. Give it away. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember his name, but I know what you're talking about because he has a slingshot. That's his yes. weapon of choice. Yes, so it is Usopp. He is my all-time favorite character. 
Um, just from like, I started watching it. And I think what I admire the most is that, you know, he's on this crew with some of these like insanely strong people. Like Luffy is just, he has a devil fruit abilities and he's super strong. Zoro doesn't have anybody still like this, like crazy strong person, Sanji as well. Um, and Usopp doesn't really have any abilities. And so he came on this crew and he just had a dream like he just wanted to be a pirate and he just wanted to see the world and be brave and um so even though he is a coward and even though he does sometimes fall short when it comes to the bravery of like the others I think that every time he steps up and like overcomes his fears I think that that's just really amazing and impressive and so um I feel like I see a lot of myself in him. Like, I think that if I was put in this exact same situation, I'd probably be so scared all the time, like fighting these incredibly strong people. And yet whenever it comes down to it, like I know he would do anything for his friends. And I feel like he does have like a strong sense of like morals and a strong sense of um, just loyalty to his crew. And so just his growth has been really incredible throughout this series. Um, and he probably has grown more than any of the rest of them when it comes to like, like overall, like who he was to who he is now. Yet he's like this comedic relief and he still keeps like certain parts of him the same, which I absolutely adore. And so, yeah, that is why he's my number one favorite. One of my favorite scenes with him is, um, what was it when they're trying to stop the the band of pirates going into the city and to take out, I can't remember her name, the rich girl. Um, that's how I remember her. She's the rich mm -hmm. girl that he likes. And they go to the wrong side of the shore and he's like, yeah, see, I can think smart. And then he's <laughs> like, oh, wait a minute. They're on the other side. So they dash over to the other side. And granted he is, I wouldn't say the weakest, but yeah, he isn't the best when you compare him to like, I just love how Zoro and Luffy just come in and just beat the crap out of everybody. And he's just sitting there like, <laughs> I will say this he's the most persistent mm -hmm. he is the first guy to say, sacrifice his life for anybody too and I oh, think yeah. that's the best thing but no that's a great pick I or yeah. I was thinking Nami when you first started talking and then you said hey, it's a he I was like and then you said a liar and I was like oh I know exactly who you're talking about mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> I do love Nami as well I definitely kin like she's one of my biggest kins because I feel like I am a lot like her but Usopp just has my heart I just I just love this character yeah it's definitely a good pick brain brain right. go bye-bye right now <laughs> I'm sorry um yeah let's go ahead and move on to Brandon what was your number two pick okay so this is my other attack on Titan pick um by far to me one of the best characters ever to me in manga um so good that he even got his own spinoff series in the manga and had his own OVA um called no regrets um this character is considered to be humanity's greatest soldier um on top of that he is put he's even had a difficult decision to make between two characters Erwin or Arwen which I always thought that was weird. Why would you put Erwin and Arwen? You know, it sounds too <laughs> familiar or too similar. Um, if you guys haven't figured that out by now, 
It is by far my favorite character of Attack on Titan, Mr. Captain Levi Ackerman. <laughs> One of my favorite characters of all time. Fell in love with him from the first minute he came on screen. Um, now, why I like him is not, again, because he's good with swords or he can kick anybody's butt. That's not the case. Why I love him, and especially with No Regrets and OVA, is he is a perfect definition of someone who was given a second chance in life. The fact that, granted, his story begins with he was supposed to go after Erwin. And yet, Erwin outsmarted him, but gave him a second chance to come join the scouts since he already knew how to work with um, o OVA equipment. Sorry about that. I was like, ODM equipment. There we go. So OVA. I was like, no, ODM <laughs> Um, he already knew how to do it. He's had a heart in himself because even losing his friends out on the battlefield, he had to learn that people are under him, the fact that he has to stay strong for him as well. Leader has to be strong for everybody. Can't let them show their emotions at points. Um, one of my favorite scenes with them is when they failed to capture the female Titan. And the fact that there was three kids like, oh no, we got to do this. And they were trying to take down a Titan, but two of them ended up getting eaten. Well, the fact that one of them was down on his leg, he still grabbed the patch from one of them and gave it to him. He still shows a sense of he understands and respects people. Um, one of my favorite scenes is when he kicks Aaron's butt in, in the courtroom. That is by <laughs> far one of my favorite scenes. I'm like, yeah, stomp him out. Like, kick his butt. Nobody likes you, Aaron. <laughs> and, and then he just comes in. You know why I had to do it, right? You know, and it's just it's just like, he, he has a funny way in showing his emotions, but he gets the point across. Um, I, by far, probably one of the best characters has the best one-liners. You know, one of my favorite ones when they're walking or welcoming the Marleyan um, forces. And he goes, welcome to the island where we're filled with devils and we drink pig piss. Like, it's just hilarious just to watch him. And um, not only that, he takes down Titans with ease. He's even fought against the female Titan and probably one of my favorite rivalries between Zeke. Mm -hmm. Zeke Jaeger by far is one of my favorite Titans. And the fact that he can hold his own against him and how he can outsmart Zeke is just even better. Um, again, like I said, he's a second chance. He's proven time and time again, he's loyal to the cause. Um, shows what a leader should be. Someone who stays at ease and shows the soldiers what it takes to be one. Um, demonstrates the fact that we lose our train of thought when in the heat of battle, especially when we lose someone close to us, um, especially showing Aaron and Mika so that when Armin is about to die. Um, he tells you how it is. No hold bar. He'll just, con in one of my favorite things, he'll even stand up against Commander Irwin. If he doesn't dislike, one of my favorite scenes is when Irwin decides he's going into battle with him. And he goes, I'll break both your damn legs before you even think about going out there. And he still respects his orders, but it's just one of those, like, you know he cares about him, that it's just hard for him to give up on. And again, a brave soldier considered humanity's greatest soldier. And it's sad that every Titan now is scared of him because they know he's going to screw him up big time. I could say something else, but I'm trying to watch my language, so I've already <laughs> hit my language for that. But it's he's such an interesting character. And the fact that he shows no emotions at points, it's just like how he's so interesting. It's like, what is he really thinking at this point? Like, I will say this. I think he should be the leader 
more than Haji. And it's not because he's a male over a female. It's just, he has his act together more. And I think with Haji, she's more the scientific person. I think when they put her in that role as leader, she's lost that train of thought. And it's just like, I don't care about that anymore. Like Levi to me is a leader. Levi is who should step up. And again, doesn't happen. So, and it hurt me just watch him in the beginning of the season all down and out and exploded. That was a little, little upsetting. And then come to find out, you know, he might not just be dead yet. It's just fascinating. It's loving. It's yes. It just like intrigues me even more. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, Levi is my number one. Willie has known Levi has been my number one from the beginning because he knows how much I voiced that character. (laughs) I haven't even worn it on my shirt. That is just how bad (laughs) it is. So now Levi is my number one character. I think by far the most interesting character in all of anime. Um, so Willie, yeah, what about you? Definitely a good pick. Um, so for my number one, this character comes from a show called Trigun. Yep, I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and right off the bat, when you meet this character, <clears throat> you actually don't even know who he is and everybody else is trying to pose as him just so they can get some following. But then when you finally do meet the person and he tells everybody who he is, it's just the most out there experience and response from everybody because they don't believe him because he doesn't act like what his reputation uh like says about him so the character i chose was stampede. vash the stampede from trigon i knew you were gonna put him when you put yeah. saitama it was either it was either gonna be saitama as your number one or that it was gonna be reversed so when you said saitama it's like it's Vash. <laughs> it's your number one like it's you to the to the t like i can yeah. see you more as bash the stampede more than i can see you as saitama yeah, he, Vash is an amazing character just because for the simple fact that he has his priorities and like, but the thing is he doesn't have a goal. He just wants to live his life and he wants to have fun, be loved, and he wants to spread his love around the world. He wants to bring peace amongst the world. And he's been, like, uh, labeled as a murderer, a terrorist, like a big baddie. And everybody views him. And, like, when they hear the name Vash the Sanpede, they can only think of the fact that how he destroyed an entire city in one blast. And they overlook the fact that no casualties came from that destruction. Like everybody lived. So even when he was at his most destructive and like, uh, and did the most damage to get his like 10 billion double dollar bounty, he still would not harm a single person. And that's something that is incredible about this character because he is known to be one of the greatest gunslingers of all time, where he can not only shoot a target with his handgun over like 
500 miles away, but he can, like, even besides guns, he can use a rock to deflect bullets. He can dodge every single shot fired at him. He's never, he like, he'll never get shot, never get hurt unless it's to protect somebody. And he doesn't harm a single soul throughout the entire show until you get to the very end when he has to, when he gets into a gun fight with his brother slash best friend from his childhood. And like, that's the only person he ever kills. And it's right at the last episode when there's like nothing else to do. So he's just such a kind hearted and funny character and will find humor and goodness in everybody and like will do anything he can to like not only save people but save the people that he's fighting against like he won an entire battle in a town without even using his gun because his gun was in a shop being repaired so all he did was just like knock people out or he would use like random objects or to the most extreme extent get somebody behind in their back and hold up a finger gun to them and get them to drop their gun through intimidation. He's the Clint Eastwood of anime, right? He's yes. just sit there, you just sit there, you know, like, such, Reno, like. yeah, such <laughs> a great character. Oh, that's a great pick. So I guess I have a question just for the fans. It's a quick question. We just went over our top five best characters in all of anime and manga, but what's your guys, would you say is your worst character? So fans can understand, like, so we know, like fans can see a different side of us. What would you say is your number one character you absolutely hate? Yeah, I think, um, I think I said it before, but um, Akito from Fruits Basket would have to be my least favorite character. I just think that especially like a character like that, who's just very manipulative and just uses people and never sees the wrong in what they're doing. Like if it's a bad character, but at least they can like, like you get an understanding of why they're doing what they're doing and they don't just act like the victim all the time, then I can be like, okay, at least you're like confident. Like at least you think that you're doing the right thing or you just have confidence in what you're doing, but she acts like the victim and like everybody's doing something wrong to her. And so I really, I just absolutely, I don't like those kind of characters. And so that's the first one that came to mind. What was it? When it comes to mine, I'd probably go with my hero and it would be grape juice. I think it's the easiest pick. Everybody doesn't really care for him, but I see why everybody doesn't like him. Um, Attack on Titan, I know people would say they're going to hate me for saying this is Aaron. I just can't get behind him. It's just a character that's like... I agree with when Sean calls him a suicidal maniac. That's, I agree with him. It's like, dude, you're just rushing into battle. You're going to get yourself killed. Like, John's thinking, okay, how can I keep somewhat everybody protected? But at the same time, you know, I know there's going to have to be sacrifices. So it's just one of those things. I think it's just a difference of people. And that's why I just can't get behind Aaron. Yeah. And grape juice is just annoying. So... Um, yeah, I, for me, the, how you feel about grape juice is how I feel about Asta from uh, Black Clover. He's just so annoying and loud 
And people would say, yeah, but he's strong and he has a goal and he's determined. Yeah, but he's not even smart about it. Like if you really look into what he wants to do, he wants to become a great wizard just so he can marry a nun, which is already an unreachable goal. <laughs> but yeah, he's just like, he acts stronger than he actually is all the time. And he just gets the crap kicked out of him all the time and at times i wish it would just focus on his childhood friend because he's like the exact same character but has his mind put together properly and actually sounds the way the hair the hero character should act still has like the same drives and everything but actually is intelligent about it hmm. <laughs> but with great with every great episode there has to be an end um yep. thank you miss courtney for joining us um tell tell the fans where they can find you at yes you can find me at neji hugo's wife on tiktok Okay. And you can find Comic Talkers on Instagram at Comic Talkers. You can also listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Um, without further ado, my name is Brandon. I'm William. And thank you for listening. Bye.